back again, back again, back again, ladies and gentlemen, for week number two here on Sports Country Radio. This is the Sunday card. It is a beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning. Great day for football. And after a very interesting week this week in week one, we got some surprises. Some of us got screwed on some backdoor covers that went the other way. And uh, overall, though, it was just great to have football back. Gentlemen, how are we doing today, Chris? I'm doing good. You know, like you said, it, it, this weekend, especially up here in, in Connecticut, it feels like fall. It's, it's low 60s. It's a little, a little crisp in the air, uh, which to me, that, I mean, that's football. When you kind of wake up on Sunday, it's a little chilly. So I'm doing good. I, I'm, I'm in my element now. I, I was very happy to have, um, the, like, brain soup after watching, you know, 10 hours of football on Sunday. <laughs> By the time the end of the Sunday night game, it's just like your your mind just feels melded together because you were just watching a television screen all the long. Of course, I have two television screens in my living room because you can't miss a lick of the action. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I was very happy to have that um, mental hangover. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, there was some infighting for the uh, for the Sunday ticket package between my brothers and me all over the country. So oh. for the first quarter, the first quarter was like a lot of angry text messages being sent. So hey, you got to sign up for the uh, they got the, the great discount free free promo for the NFL Network because you know they need it. Um, the, the 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 student package. I I, yes. I I'm not quite a student myself, but I know I, I was able to acquire a edu email and it's only a hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it's no doubt. It's a bargain. I, I ended up I ended up like rage signing up for Red Zone on my phone on Game Pass for like it was like thirty five dollars <laughs> for the year uh, special for week one. I was shocked. But anyway, it's not too bad. No, it wasn't too bad at all. Um, anyway, a couple of uh, a couple of games that went kind of wrong for a few of us. I believe everybody went one and two. Uh, two across if, the board. Right, right. So I know Matt like wants to take that. He had that Broncos, uh, Broncos game going. Uh, in addition, if the 49ers and Cardinals didn't play, but a lot of bad beats. Uh, me in particular getting the bad beat in the last minute. Jets scoring with ruining the under the weather. Uh, me and Chris with the lock off. Chris, the the Eagles. What happened, Chris? The Eagles up seventeen to nothing, and then giving up twenty-seven unanswered to the football team, but losing to a team without a name. Uh, no, that was upsetting. I was like, "All right, Eagles are making me look all right, making me look pretty smart here," and then they made me look really dumb, uh, and I was not happy. But then I realized everyone else went one and two, and I was like, "All right, fine, yeah, I can right. survive." So we will try to break some ties this week by giving you some picks. The top five picks. We'll start with the Sunday night game. Uh, this is an interesting one, isn't it? Uh, maybe last year would have been a very, very interesting game. But this year, there's a lot of unknowns. Again, um, Matt, one of your picks last week was Miami plus six and a half. And again, that would have hit too if Fitzpatrick doesn't throw a pick in the end zone. Yeah. So the Patriots are now, I'm seeing four-point underdogs mm -hmm. in Seattle on Sunday. The over-under is 44 and a half. Have you, does this change your mind a little bit with the, with the plus four going into Seattle? Yeah, especially with, you know, so we've had certain certain places having fans, certain places not having fans. There's no fans in Seattle. Maybe one of their biggest, you know, maybe one of the biggest home field advantages in the NFL, if not the biggest one. You call it the toughest place to play in the NFL. Um, and, and so not, and then this is, this ends a streak of what, I believe it's 64 straight 
uh, regular season games that the Patriots have been favorites. They're this is the first time they're an underdog. So all of those factors combined, I just I'm just staring at this and I see plus four next to the New England Patriots, which the defense looks just as good as they did last year. And but then you got of course Mr. Unlimited, Mr. Russell Wilson on the other side, Mr. Backdoor cover himself. Um, so it's tough. I don't know. What are your guys' opinions on this game? Or do you want me to give my pick right now? I want to hear what you guys have to say. So yeah. you guys know how I feel about the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> um, and, and again, the, the Patriots events looked good, but, you know, the, the Dolphins had a, quite a few opportunities to score in that game but that Ryan Fitzpatrick kind of squandered away, and they're facing a significantly better quarterback, uh, like Matt said, and Russell Wilson. Um, and the Seahawks look really good. I know they're playing the Falcons, so who knows what the Falcons are going to be this year. Um, but, I mean, they looked really good. Their offense looked phenomenal. Chris Carson had a solid day. Uh, so I, I got to go with the Seahawks minus four here on Sunday night. Mm. Obviously, if there was a crowd, that would play an even bigger factor in this game, uh, you know, with the 12th man up there and in Seattle. But uh, I think the Seahawks minus four for me is this, the safe pick just because I'm still not sure what the Patriots are this year. Whereas, I, you know, the Seahawks is still kind of the same team as they have been the last few years, and I feel safe uh, sticking with them. I can tell you that. I think the Patriots are going to shorten this game by running the football. Uh, Seattle, in particular, has not been a great run defense, but I think the key guy to this game is Jamal Adams. I think if he comes down and really helps defend the run, uh, that's going to be a big factor in getting and stopping the Patriots. off. The Patriots' offensive line looks really, really good after one week, and it's a different offense. Uh, that they faced Seattle in week one. I mean, Matt Ryan, they had like 500 yards of offense in that game, the Falcons did. I know a lot of that came in the fourth quarter, but I mean, I think they had three players have over 100 yards receiving. Um, I mean, they really were able to throw it on Seattle. I don't know if New England's going to do that. Now, the Patriots, I think, are more than capable of covering Seattle's receivers. I think that's a key, but I think the run games are important to this. I think the game gets shortened. These two coaches are really, really smart. I don't know if the Patriots win the game, but I think they cover the number. I think plus four there. Uh, I think this comes down to like a last possession who has the ball, four points, three and a half points, somewhere around that number. So I'm going to go Patriots plus four. I'm going to ride with you on this one, Dan. I was debating. I, I'm back and forth between whether I'm taking the under in this game, but the under is so, I mean, it, it, it's it's. Open at 44, it's actually up to 44 and a half, which is just another thing that's keeping me away that, you know, is showing maybe some some sharp money leaning towards the over because it is such a low total. Um, but I agree. I think that, that New England's going to – I think Seattle's going to make Cam try and throw the ball. And then I think that um, New England's going to do a decent job of shutting Russell Wilson down. He's not going to go 31 to 35 like he did last week against the yeah. horrible secondary. Um, he had four touchdown passes and four incompletions. Um, so I think that Patriots can keep it close enough in the number. Um, and I'm definitely, I'm locking this in now as we record this Saturday morning, because I, I just, I can't tell, where do you think the public's going to come in to come Sunday night when that, I, I think you're going to comes in. Yeah. I think steam is going to come in on the Pats. I already bet it plus four and at plus three and a half. So I like both of those numbers really. And the key number, especially getting it at plus four. So I think the public will probably steam it maybe down to plus three. Uh, especially knowing that there's no fans in the stadium. I agree. Um, let's go to the next game, Monday Night Football. And, and another one here with a, one of our teams here, Chris. Uh, Vegas opening the stadium. I love it. The little, little casino, the, the big casino out in, out in Vegas out there as it opens for the first time against the Saints. <laughs> and the Saints coming off of that big win against 
Tom Brady and the Bucks. The line is now four, uh, five and a half. It's moved up from four and a half. Over-under is interesting. It's come down a little bit uh, from the opening of the week, 48 and a half. Any lean you like there, Chris? Uh, gee, I wonder wonder which side I'm going to pick on that game. Uh, no, I, I, you know, I, I always pick the Raiders uh, when it comes to, you know, if they're playing a primetime game because I, then I have to. Uh, other than that, I usually never pick them on the show. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I, I was I was telling, telling Matt earlier, I think the Raiders – are either going to win this game like they did a couple years ago, like a 33-31, to 31, or they're going to lose 31-10. to 10. Uh, But I'm, I'm going to stick with the Raiders. I'm going to stick with my boys. They looked solid, at least on the offensive side of the ball, uh, against Carolina. I know Carolina doesn't have the greatest defense. Um, and I'm hoping Nick Kwiatkowski is able to play on Sunday. I haven't heard much about him uh, on, the, on the defensive side of things. But, yeah, I mean, no matter what, I was going to go with the Raiders with the points here. Um so take that, you know, as you will, coming from a Raiders fan. Uh, but yeah, so we're we're gonna stick with the Raiders, and I think I think there's a chance they could pull this one out. Hopefully, they get excited opening up, uh, as some of them are calling it the Death Star. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully they uh, treat the New Orleans Saints as the Death Star treated Alderon and blow them to bits. <laughs> so, well, all right, uh, Matt, are you on Alderon's side, or are you on the Empire's? <laughs> well. Uh, I, I think, well, I'm just the first thing about the total is that I think the reason it's going down is as I'm looking at, I got the latest, um, you know, injury reports out of practice and both Michael Thomas, who I, I, I really, there's such conflicting reports coming out of him where basically every expert and, and team is saying that he's expected to miss, but him personally just keeps coming out saying, no, I'm playing, no, I'm playing. And it's just like, just when the player says it doesn't mean it's, you know, it's anything, especially if, if the Saints are one to know, they don't want to risk Michael Thomas for the season. And I just looked at Emmanuel Sanders didn't practice on Thursday as well. Wow. Um, so that's really interesting to me. I think that might be affecting the total. And, and for that reason, I think I am going to take Las Vegas, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders um, it, the de- and the Death Star and take them to cover five and a half at home. Um, I think that as much as New Orleans, uh, you know, won and it looked like kind of a beatdown of, of Tampa Bay last week. Their offense wasn't wasn't really the impressive part. It was Tampa Bay with uh, you know giving them turnovers and, and and better field position. I think they you know they had the pick six um, that led to some points too. I, I, Drew Brees wasn't the sharpest necessarily, um, and I think that the Raiders are going to be able to hold up enough. Um, obviously, their weaknesses in the secondary they got gashed by Teddy Bridgewater last and Robbie Anderson last week, um, but I think that they're going to try and run the ball a little more with Kamara, and I think that Vegas can. Um, hopefully, you know, air it out themselves, even though they've got some uh, injuries at the wide receiver position. But I'm going to take Vegas opening up at home plus five and a half. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, to me, I don't really like either one of these sides, to be honest with you. So I- I'm going to do when in doubt. I'm, I'm going to take the over in this. I think you got two really good offenses. I know Michael Thomas is not going to play, but I- Kamara is such a weapon coming out of the backfield that I think that he's going to have a monster day. I mean, Vegas, I mean, McCaffrey ran all over them. Teddy Bridgewater threw all over them. Like that, that was a very. I, I was very upset that I didn't get that number at plus four. When it, it never got to plus four, but early in the week. But Carolina really was able to was able to put up points against the Raiders, and I think that the Raiders are probably going to give up a lot of points here. I think the Saints probably. I think the Raiders are going to be pumped though, and 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 they're going to try and throw the ball over the yard and uh, and and try to you know have a great opening night for their new stadium. So I think uh, there'll be some motivation. Now, I'm going to take the over 48 and a half uh, with the Raiders 
uh, and the Saints. Okay, let's get into it, folks. I'm, I'm excited to hear these three picks, our three best picks of the week. And I, you know what? I'm going to start. I'm going to start. I'm going to take this one. Can, can, I, can I jump the gun on you for a yes, second? Yes, absolutely. Go ahead. We, I, I know you said it before. I heard you say it on Gene's show on, on, on Friday. Um, and it, it's, it's the week of, of overreaction. And, yes. And it's, it's, you know, trying to not overreact to week one. And I have a few stats from my friends at the Action Network as far as week one um, covers and stuff like that. So please, uh, if you lost week one uh, straight up and you were a dog in week two, they cover at a 55% uh, rate, 82, 67, and four. Um, teams that didn't cover by a touchdown or more, so that loss got blown up by more than a touchdown and now are getting points in week two, 0-1 versus 1-0 teams, they cover at a 60% rate, 51, 35, and two. If you lost straight up as a favorite in week one and you are now a week two dog, they cover at a 64% rate, 30, 17, and three, 10 and three at home. If they are a, uh, if they lost as a favorite week one and they are now a week two home dog, they cover at a 10 and three rate. So something to keep in mind about the overreactions. I have I have a feeling I know where you're going with this, um, <laughs> with one of these games. But I'm going to stick with one of these here. Speaking of overreactions, it's a buy low, sell high. I completely agree. I think that's the theme of the week. So I'm going to buy low on a couple of teams. I'm going to buy low on the Indianapolis Colts this week. I'm going to take the Colts at home as a – they're going to have fans in the stadium. Uh, I had another team that I was going to take here, uh, and I'll let you in on it. It was the Lions. I was going to take the Lions. But with Kenny Galladay out, I just I, – I can't touch that right now. So I'm going to go with the Colts. They're minus three right now at home against the Vikings. Uh, I, I heard a couple people talking about this this week, and I think the Vikings really miss a lot of their players on defense. Uh, the Colts, for what it was last week, they played outside of kind of the mess that they that kind of Phillip Rivers created. I don't think they played that bad of a game against Jacksonville. I think they just made some key mistakes that they're going to clean up this week. Uh, people are going to be down on them, I think, three at home against the Vikings team that I think is going to struggle. I think it's going to struggle for probably the good first month or two of the year. Uh, I'm going to take the Colts here at home with fans, and Phillip Rivers bounces back at minus three. I love that pick. Beautiful. So why don't you tell me a pick that you that you also that you love <laughs> so even that was, more? That was, that's, that's on my radar. It was, I was thinking about you know talking about it, but you already talked it up. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift gears now. And I'm, I'm going to move to this one, which I also really like. And this follows our 0-1 teams getting points against 1-0 teams. And this, I think, is such a stark difference. I'm going to take the Giants plus 5.5 against Chicago. Oh, yeah. I mean, Chicago was getting blown out for most of that game. And then uh, Detroit loses uh, their top corner playing that game, which they were already playing without. So they, they were playing without their three best cornerbacks in the second half of that game. And they were also, DeAndre Swift, just missing a touchdown away from losing. Um, versus the Giants had to play who I expect is going to be the best defense of the year in the NFL, and that's the Steelers. Saquon was held to nothing on the ground. I don't think uh, Chicago's run defense is not that good. As much as I, our last show, our preseason show, I said that I like Chicago to bounce back, I think I think the Giants catching five and a half here. I think Danny Dimes is going to be able to throw um, pretty well. Him and Darius Slayton clearly have something going. Um, they've got a real connection through the end of last season and now. So I'm going to take the Giants plus five and a half following our Oh, and one versus one and O team formula. I love that. I love that pick because Daniel Jones last year broke a rookie record, had 18 touchdown passes on the road last season. So I think that's I think that's something to be had last night. That's a little Jimmy Vaccaro special right there for you. A little stat, Chris. Going back to the woodshed of just picking against really really bad teams. 
And the I, New York Jets looked horrific on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I The reason this is my third is because I'm a little bit worried with the 49ers. With I, Richard Sherman is not playing. Uh, as I think he was put on the IR. Uh, but who is he going to have? And, to uh, that's, the, and that's the reason I'm like, and, and George Kittle isn't playing. But I feel like the 49ers are just going to run the ball all over <laughs> uh, the New York Jets as they just looked absolutely horrific on both sides of the ball. Um, and I think the 49ers this year are more or less, you know, on par, if not better than the Bills are. And just from a coaching standpoint with Kyle Shanahan versus uh, versus Adam Gaze, it, it blows them out of the water. So I'm going to take the 49ers minus seven against the hapless uh, New York Jets. Yeah, I, I actually bet this one early in the week uh, before Kittle was out. I bet them minus seven. I thought that was easy, easy. My, I, I just can't see. The, I don't know how the Jets... The Jets' top receiver in this game is Brashad Perriman, I, and I know that I know that the 49ers like don't have anybody to throw to either. But at least they have a semblance of a defense. I mean, the Jets doesn't. Have the Jets' top. starting running back is Frank Gore, yeah. which <laughs> you know, eight to ten years ago would be pretty good. I'd say you have. And, and he's a great story. You have to uh, you have to laugh at that one. That's unbelievable. Frank, okay, let's Frank go. Gore and Adrian Peterson leading back lead backs in twenty twenty. Literally, with the Lions, that they hey, if AP has a big game against the Green Bay, who knows? Maybe they pull that out. Um, let's go with number two. We'll start with Maddie. Number two, um, uh, I'm going to go with this one here. I think big bounce back week uh, team again. Clearly, super high on, and I'm going to stay high on. Um, and I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys minus four and a half against the Atlanta Falcons. We already talked about the Seattle game from last week and how Russell Wilson just absolutely torched Atlanta's defense. Look at them on paper all you want. I do it every year. We both do it every year, Dan. I know we're faulty of it. And it's just like, how are they not better? Yeah. But Dan Quinn is just one of the worst head coaches as far as against the spread. His against the spread record is absolutely down in the dumps. Um, I mean, like I said, they gave up 322 yards and four touchdowns to Russell Wilson, 143.1 QBR last week. Um, their defense is so bad. I think Dallas is going to be able to speed the offense up. They went for no, like, boom plays last week, I think. Um, and then uh, to go against Dan Quinn, Mike McCarthy, as a home favorite, has a fantastic cover rate against the spread. So I think mm-hmm. the Cowboys get right this week. I think they they run up the score. It's the highest total of the week. So if you want to bet the over for the excitement, there's going to be a ton of points. Give me Dallas minus four and a half. Are you worried about the injuries? Um, A little bit. I You know, uh, who's is it? Uh, uh, Vander Esch is out, or, or, or is Vander Esch is out. Jarwin is out. A couple of linemen are out. Jarwin's a big loss for them, but I, I think that they are going to just run um, some some serious eleven personnel. As you saw, CD Lamb come out last week. I think that all three of those wide receivers are going to be on the field. Um, and then again, the, and, and forget about the offensive pass interference call last week. Right, easily could have had the Cowboys tying that game up uh, with Michael Gallup. So um, I, I'm I'm a little worried about it. I, I know, yeah. Um, What's his name? Their, their left tackle, Smith, is, is also questionable. Um, but I, I I just think that there's no pass rush on the Atlanta side of the ball. I'm not afraid of the defense. Yeah, yeah. No, Dallas had no business even being in that game, and they almost won it. So I kind of I, – I, I lean on that pick. I like it. Chris? I'm going to stay in the same game, but I'm going to take the total just because of the injuries. Uh, you know, I think losing Leighton Van Der Esch on the defensive side of the ball is going to help Atlanta a lot. Uh, they're gonna be able to score a few points, as you mentioned. They did put up some points there in the fourth quarter, and Matt Ryan did have a pretty decent day. Uh, but their 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 defense is an absolute shift. Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, I think that the Cowboys, if they don't put up at least 28, 30 points uh, against this team, then th- that's just gonna be a disappointment. Uh, 
So I, I, I'm going to go with the, the over 53 and a half right now, uh, both with the injuries on defense for the Cowboys and just with how bad the Atlanta defense looked against Russell Wilson last week. I love it. I love it. Everybody, everybody's on this one in Dallas. It's going to be a hot ticket. I think there's going to be fans at that game, too, for Dallas. So Yes, there are. That, that should be interesting. Uh, I'm going to go number two. I'm, I, you know, last week, hit that divisional home dog. Hit it real good. Washington, baby. Came right through. So you know what? Let's go back to the woodshed with a divisional home dog. And my favorite one this week, I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins. I like the Dolphins here at plus five and a half, playing the Bills. Everybody's taking the Bills. Everybody's taking the Bills. Uh, especially after a big, you know, they kind of controlled the game throughout against the Jets in week one. Uh, obviously, I thought the Dolphins actually didn't do too bad against New England. I thought the Dolphins, you know, Fitzpatrick threw a couple of bad picks, obviously. Uh, but you know what? I think with Buffalo, I think one of the things going to factor in is Buffalo has, is going to go down there. I don't think they're going to be used to the humidity down there. I think they're going to be slow. I think it's going to slow their offense down a little bit. I think this game, uh, the under is is very interesting. Right now, that number, I think, was 41 and a half last time I checked. I, there may be a possibility of rain in the forecast. I think this is an opportunity where the Dolphins plus five and a half is a really good number. But if you want to take the money line on the Dolphins, I think the Dolphins can absolutely win this game and sneak out a game. And again, divisional home dog early in the season, hot Miami. It's like fall up there in Buffalo. It's like it basically is three feet of snow on the ground already. I mean, it's 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 time. I think the Dolphins, Fitzpatrick pulls one out uh, against the Bills. I like the I like the Dolphins this week, number two. I was I looked at that game as well. I think so. Devontae Parker is probably going to miss. Um, yeah. I just think that I mean Miami's offense, Miami's weapons now are going to be so limited. Um, I, I just don't know how they do it against this. This really, I mean, Buffalo looked like one of the best teams in the NFL last week. I mean, I don't want to overreact again. It was against the Jets, but um, and, and just um, as far as it, it's you know fantasy football, but Josh Allen has had his top three fantasy performances against the Miami Dolphins. I think he's going to run a lot, like uh, we saw Cam Newton do last week, and they had no stop for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was my one problem. I had that on my on my radar, but uh, I, I think Miami's defense, with all those new pieces, are still going to need a little bit of time to come together. And I, I just, it, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. But yeah, it is a low. It is a very low total. So five and a half points is is a that's a pretty decent number to have. I I would say this too is that Xavier Howard only played like I think it was like twenty snaps last week. I think they're going to up his snap count to thirty five. And the Bills are also missing Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano. Their two starting linebackers are out. So I, I kind of think that Miami might have a little bit more success uh, than, than, uh, than the Bills normally would give up. Uh, let's go to Chris for number, number what are we on? Number three. Number three. Here we go. Number three. Uh, it pains me to pick this team, but I'm taking Denver plus seven against the Steelers. Who The Steelers looked, I know they won on Monday night against the Giants, but when the Giants aren't good and I don't, I think the Steelers look that impressive in their win. Uh, and Denver held their own for the most part against Tennessee at home. Uh, Drew Locke looks pretty solid. Uh, so I think Denver getting the points here, uh, I think is, is my, is a little bit of a safe bet as the, I feel like Denver's just a cover machine usually. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Broncos here. Okay. Maddie's riding with your stallions. What do you think? Best of luck to you. I, I, I mean, I love Drew Locke, but I just, <laughs> this defense is going to be scary. I thought, um, Locke had some pretty questionable decision making um, at some points in that game when I when I really watched it back actually just yesterday, um, and I, I just thought he didn't make some of the best calls and, and you know 
he didn't have the, they they got lucky. I don't think they had a turnover in that game. I, I I'm not too feeling too confident that he's not going to get hit a couple times and or uh, throw maybe a couple picks. So if he can keep if he can keep the ball out of you know not turning it over, I think they'll be fine. But I, I have some serious worries with that. He had some some pretty questionable throws. Okay, fantastic. Uh, I'll go number three next because I'm I'm interested to hear Matt and save the best for last. Uh, number three for me, I love this team this week. I again, this is going to be going on a team that won in week one, but against a team that also won in week one that wasn't expected to. I absolutely love the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, this Daniel. Week. That's I my love. pick. I want to say right now, it's so easy. That's so That's easy. The easiest one. I mean, Washington had no business winning that game. They lost every category in the stats book except for two. Sacks and turnovers. Three turnovers by the Eagles literally flipped the entire game. Washington did nothing, nothing on offense except have the ball in good field position. That was basically what they did. Arizona is, to me, with the weaponry that they're going to have, the Eagles did not have anybody playing. No offensive linemen, no running back, missing receivers. The, the Cardinals are a completely different animal, and it's across the country on him. For Washington to have to travel, I bet this at minus six and a half earlier in the week. It's up to minus seven now. I'm comfortable taking it up to probably like nine and a half. I, I think the Cardinals blow the Redskins' doors off this week. Or, excuse me, football team's doors the off. football team. Uh, yeah, Washington did not score when they started drives on their side of the 50. They only scored when they started in Eagles territory. Their offense for the entire game averaged 3.6 yards per play. That is horrible. Ugh. They have they they had like I said no business. It was all turnover luck, um, and, and I just think that uh, and again like I said it was it was the Washington front seven that was just eating the the Eagles you know backup guys backup uh, offensive linemen's lunch. Um, the the Cardinals have made some improvements on offensive line. I mean they stood up very well against the San Francisco 49ers, the best defensive last of 2019. So I think they will have no problem um, you know having having some some coverage um, you know great practice as far as for their offensive line to, to work this week. Um, I saw that. I, I think that's a classic. Like, I, I think they beat them by 14. Easy. Yeah, easily. Here's another big stat for you. The Cardinals held San Francisco 2 for 11 on third down. The red the uh, football team was 5 for 18 on third down against the Eagles. Uh, again, who were missing players. I mean, this is – we're going birds again this week. Uh, got, I got, love it. I'm, I'm assuming that was your pick, right? Yeah, no, that's what that's what I just said. I just gave it out yeah. like that's that we're on that one together. Uh, number one pick of the week. You'll have the, the the one weapon that Washington has. You're gonna have Patrick Peterson shadowing Terry McLaurin all game. Yep. So I, I feel great about it. Which is why I want to take Terry McLaurin out of my fantasy lineup, but I gotta find a replacement for him. Um. Anyway, guys, here new segment this week. So that's our five picks for you. Uh, couple of new segments in this show this week uh, and for the rest of the year. We're going to each do this survival. I'm going to do Danny's survival pool this week. Maddie's going to do his Maddie's magic money lines. And Chris, we're going to start with you, though, with it's time for Super Chris. Every week, Chris is always sending us text messages about the Supers and getting 10 points. Blah, blah, and they hit most of the time, actually. So, Chris, give us a Super of the Week for Chris's Super Super of the Week. The super of the week this week. Uh, we're gonna go with we're gonna stick with Denver at plus seventeen, getting ten points there against the Steelers. Uh, that was one when it, when it gets to a number that big is uh, you know, 
again, it's, this is a super, so keep in mind you got to pick three teams and you're not getting super great odds. Um, but they're getting, you know, when you're getting 17 points like that with a team like Denver, I got to trust that. Then we're going to go. I, I, I th- This super is probably my least favorite super because I'm also going with the Chiefs plus one uh, against the Chargers. Uh, anytime I can get to the AFC West super. Right? Yeah, I know. I, I, I really need to root against this in that in essence, but. Um, you know, the Chiefs, the Chargers looked absolutely horrific in Cincinnati. Uh, you know, they should have, you know, you know, it would have been tied, so who knows what would have happened, but they squeaked away with a victory. The I think there was, like, I forget who said it, but something like the Bengals got, you know, Chargers themselves last week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as the Chargers always seem to blow a game like week one like that. And um, and then last but certainly not least, we're just going to pick a fun one to watch with the Ravens-Texans over 40. Um. I think that has a good chance to go over. You know, the Ravens' defense looked pretty solid, but again, the Texans have a decent offense, and I think they can put up some points. Uh, and we all saw what uh, Lamar Jackson and, and the Baltimore Ravens did uh, on Sunday against the Browns. Uh, so I think that'll just be a fun game to watch. So I feel pretty confident with all of these. Um, now, a reminder, these don't go towards our actual picks for the year, but uh, so Broncos plus 17, Ravens, Texans over 40, and Chiefs plus one for the Chris Super of the Week. Love it. Love it. All right. Uh, let's pull a rabbit out of a hat, Maddie. Mad- Maddie's magic money line. Hit me. Well, we, we, we found some, some serious value this week. Obviously, if we're doing – I'm parlaying it, – it, every week it's going to be two, two money line underdogs. You know, that's how you, that's how you build a valuable, valuable parlay. Um, I love it. And it's got, it's got two teams that were in my, in my initial picks. Um, I'm going to start with the Giants at plus 200. Against the Bears, I think that's just a fantastic value, and that's really going to juice up this parlay. Um, and then the, you know, the great part about this too is that we got a little stagger. We got the one o'clock game, and then we got the other team in the Sunday night game. I think we're going to take the New England Patriots at plus yes, sir. seventy. Um, that makes this parlay a plus seven hundred and ten value. So a uh, hundred dollars would win you seven hundred and ten dollars on this. So uh, I'm fully planning that you know, if the Giants win at one o'clock, I will be putting. Uh, a, a minor hedge out on it just so I can get some money, but either way, leaving, leaving more in favor of the Patriots side. But um, so yeah, giants at plus 200 New England at plus 170 gets you a plus 710 parlay. The, the break Dan's heart, super bowl. Uh, <laughs> yes. parlay there. I love that. I love that. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, survival pool, Danny survival pool pick of the week. Last week I took the bills. Thank God. Instead of everybody taking the Colts last week, uh, I took the Bills last week. I know there's a different schools of thought on this. Some people like to take really good teams early in the year because they know late in the year they're going to have to take bad teams anyway. Um, I think it would be okay to take the Chiefs this week, although it is a divisional game, so there is that. But I just think the Chargers are bad. They're, they're not they're very good really team. Bad. Really, really bad. I'm not going to do that. I, I think that this week, um, I think even though A.J. Brown is out, I like the Titans this week. Because I think that the Titans run the ball way more than what the Colts do. And I think that that's something that Jacksonville really doesn't know how to defend, is, is running the football really well. So I, I like the Titans, and of course I like the Cardinals this week. So I'm, I'm hesitant on the Titans here. I'm probably going to take Arizona, though. I'm probably going to take Arizona. I really like the Cardinals, as I already gave out this week. I think this is an easy mismatch game. The, Washington's going to be high on their horse. But this is a classic win, win your coach a game in week one in, against a divisional opponent and then completely dead in week two. Uh, I like the Cardinals for a survival pool, but I don't fault you to take Titans. I don't fault you to take the Chiefs. 
this week. Okay, guys, we made it through week number two of the Sunday card. You can listen to us every Sunday morning at 11.30 a.m. right here on Sports Country Radio. That's at sportscountry.net. For Chris, for Matt, I am Dan. We will see you next week, and thank you for listening to the Sunday card.